Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello and welcome to the Blossoming Unity Podcast. My name is Dennis. This is Nicole. We're here to introduce you into the conversation about different spiritual perceptions, techniques, and methodologies in order for you to have inspiration for your day-to-day life. I had an amazing week. I hope you all had an amazing week. Nicole, did you have an amazing week? Oh, yeah. I love That's what I like to hear. It's my favorite day of the year. It's like so... It's amazing. I had yesterday a client and I, I wanted to give her the chance to have a session on summer solstice because you really can alter your destiny. Mm. And we did that. And it was really, really An great. amazing sauce. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very powerful. There's been a major shift within the collective I've noticed um, energetically. Um, uh, yesterday was just, wow. It was very beautiful very i mean recently i mean the whole the whole week was very light and very just uppity i guess mm. it was very up and a very uppity energy but very clear very grounded like if you wanted to get lost in the sauce you could but you you had you you remained grounded within mm. that sauce it's like jumping into some good soup you know it's like you know i'm gonna just remain you don't do that but <laughs> <laughs> I just learned like there is a saying in the States, you do a cold turkey. And so I guess jumping into a soul is another one. No, you know, no, no big deal. Yeah. One one thing at a time. Amazing. So this week we're gonna talk about cults. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dennis and I, we always have a little pre-talk and he asked me like, oh, did you see the Teal Swan video? What do you think about that? And I said, I didn't watch the movie, but, um, and then Dennis told me that, um, you go ahead and tell people what's what's in there. Well, there's, there's many different aspects to it. Uh, you know what? Rather than coming from my opinion about it, I suggest that you watch it yourself. It's on Hulu. And so then you don't have a biased opinion especially if you listen to us every week i'd rather you not have something by us i'd rather you remain open um when you watch anything um you know with any you know massive teacher who has a great following who's helped many people um who has a little controversy at times i mean there's many teachers who's had controversy uh, we can talk about a famous uh teacher who had some controversy and they killed him for it you know the good man jesus <laughs> <laughs> he had some controversy <laughs> they, da, 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 da. <laughs> and uh you know they they said he you know he he had a cult too and you know uh when we talk about cults there's there's many different forms of them um whenever you start building a community separate from society it's instantly going to be called a cult that's just the western thing to do oh yeah that's a cult um I say remaining open whenever you watch anything of that, see what resonates, what doesn't. Um, giving, you know, seeing from multiple perspectives, seeing from the perspective of the teacher as well as the student, um, just so you have a better understanding and, you know, not picking a particular side too quick. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I have a pretty clear idea about this whole cult discussion because I think every big teacher, every big spiritual leader in the Western society is considered a cult leader. Mm. I haven't seen one, neither uh, Sadhguru, neither Moji Baba, neither Eckhart Tolle, neither Teal Swan, like all the big ones that are really, really influential are at some point as when they have a community and they, they build communities then uh then they're considered a cult and then for, for me like being in a cult is one thing um but uh for me there are certain you know the the what's the difference between a cult and uh a sect for us in europe there is a pretty close uh, it's pretty close but it's it, there is a difference in that so a sect is when you cannot get out, your whole personal life is in there, your money goes there, um, you have no other uh, social interactions, you should not have them, they're even prohibited. So I think, um, and then the cult is just like a following of a, a spiritual teacher. And we in the West, um, we have, um, we have a, a very specific understanding. We're afraid, like my mom was always afraid that I, I would end up in a cult or in a sect. So I, I think it's really interesting. Um, and she said to me, she always said to me, this is really dangerous because they tell you what to think. And that's really fascinating for me because interesting enough here, so media, social media, and the TV and the, the society norms tell you what to think and what's allowed and what's not allowed. And there is a mass hypnosis when it comes from advertisements about food, about all of that. And then you have, on the other hand, you have the, the people that are having the cult, which are like most of the time healers and, and thought leaders when it comes to consciousness, awareness, etc. And they tell that of course they tell people how to think and to think differently than what society says because society is not running into the best direction in general <laughs> and then um this is a cult and it's true it's it's going against the 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 the, the big um mainstream collective thought forms and yes that's dangerous for the matrix So when it comes to cults, the first viewpoint that you need to really recognize is, is there an unhealthy admiration towards the particular person I or object? That's normal because the, the person that the, the vibrates higher than you. And of course, See, the point of a really good teacher is for them to recognize that you are what you're looking for. Yes. They all do so, People don't care. <laughs> I think they do. don't care. It's it's you you're a role model. That's what it is. Look at look at all the big teachers. 
Sadhguru, Dalai Lama is admired. The Pope is admired. Like all the big leaders of groups which provide a belief system, provide a, 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 a way of relief of pain, they are admired. It's just on one hand, it's accepted by a society and on the other, it isn't. No? There's a difference between admiration and unhealthy admiration where it turns into obsession and then hinders your growth as an individual. Wow. So I noticed within some of the lives that I've done, there was people will say, you're my peace. You're my comfort. You're my safety. And I'd let them know off rip. No, the hell I'm not. That peace that you're feeling is within you. That comfort that you're feeling is happening within you. So there's a, there's a point where you could be in the unhealthy admiration as, as a leader and being like, okay, I'm just going to feed into it. Yes, go oh, ahead. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that's, that's the problem that I'm saying is yeah, yeah, when yeah. you have a cult in that way where the person's looking at it and they're going, oh, yeah. Love me. Love yeah. Me. yeah. Love me, love me, love me. One, that's major egoic dysfunction, oh. right? And now you're, you're, you're hindering that person's growth. So we can't be too quick. So the word cult obviously gets a really bad rep, especially in the Western society, because, yeah. you know, what was it? 50, 60. So when rock and roll came out, all your def, devil worshipers, the call, all of it, you know, so it got a really bad rep and it, it made mainstream news. You know, it was in the newspaper. People only read then. People read the newspaper. And if it was in the newspaper, it was real. It was 100% fact. And it was, it was a different time then. And we got to realize those people are still alive. And those thought patterns have lived on, passed down generation after generation. And it's incorporated within our societies. Mm -hmm. So what we need to recognize is when I say be open in the beginning with the opening statement, being open whenever you're watching something of that nature is one now you need to kind of look at the view of what you view a cult to be and what is it actually? Yeah. So yeah, if, if, if there's a teacher who's feeding on that pain, who's looking at them again, yes, I am your peace. I am your comfort. I am your one. Um, then there's an issue. <laughs> yeah which at the end of the day though when you go really deep into you know your spiritual practice you realize you are that mm -hmm. but you need to recognize that it's not that person that's standing in front of you yeah i think it's it's really interesting especially when it comes to teal swan I really like her. I think she's a fucking brain when it comes to shadow work. She's like a, a thought leader when it comes to that. And she, she really has capabilities that not a lot of other people have. She's really very, very conscious, but she's also very triggered <laughs> sometimes. But that happens like to like, look at like, I see like the only person that I cannot imagine to be triggered is Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> Yeah, he's no. I there's no way. I can't imagine him to there's be no triggered. Way. Like ever. impossible. Ever. He ever. Like, oh. Ever. But you never know. Like, you know, in one to ones, if you work closer with people, I don't know. Probably Eckhart Tolle doesn't do that, which would be a smart move. Like, but yeah. And that's probably the thing. I I think 
doing smaller groups in in closer selection sessions when you're becoming a big teacher with a big aura is not smart that's what also said guru does said guru doesn't uh teach by himself moji baba doesn't he teaches but the, he just gives the satsangs and so i think it's um yeah it's quite it, it's quite interesting in the west and in you know in india it's it's perfectly normal to to have a hundred thousand people following you anywhere you go and laying down to your feet and that's not a big deal and compassion with everyone that comes around you is is just very normal but mm -hmm. here in the west if you have a hundred thousand people following you and kneeling onto your feet you must be a pop star you're a rock star in the spiritual community. So then we need to talk about, okay, well, what's being triggered? Now, let's say one day, walking down the road, somebody punches me in the face. And I'm conscious that I just got punched in the face, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm also conscious that I just balled my fist and punched him and knocked him out. I wasn't triggered, though. He just got exactly what he gave. So there's some teachings that I watch um, that I've read into and actually practice. I think it's quite unique is that there were really fierce teachers, uh, mainly. We'll keep it. We'll keep it here. There are some really fierce teachers and they used to paint them as being fierce because they were very, 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 very fierce. It was their culture, you know, um, when you when, when you teach from the veil of your culture, which most teachers do, right? We have Sadhguru, he teaches through the veil of his culture, which is Indian. Uh, Eckhart Tolle teaches through the veil of his, of his culture and so on and so forth. So there's some cultures that are very, very, very fierce. And they will cuss, they will yell, they will be vulgar and aggressive. Of course. But inside, there's nothing happening. Nothing. They're totally at peace. So then we're able to recognize, okay, well, what's being triggered? How do we know that that person is actually triggered? If that person is looking at you saying, yeah, you're just a fucking asshole, right? Were they triggered or were they just calling you out? So then we're able to recognize that too. Well, no, 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 no. That person's triggered because they, they called me out. Not necessarily. Were you being an asshole? <laughs> I, I was. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So I think, you know, in, in, like for me in the, in the beginning of our discussion i said like every big teacher is called a, a cult leader that i know of uh, of today's teachers that i personally think wow those were really like they are and were thought leaders gandhi mm. he created a cult Like it's, it's really interesting that whenever someone is breaking the current value set of society and introducing a new value set, then like part, a group of um, people goes against that and fight, wants to fight that. And oh think, yeah, absolutely. Any, anything past. My, my teacher, Hadijivan, he says, when you're having a third of the people love you, a third of the people doesn't care, and a third of the people hate you, then your aura is big enough to really make a difference. 
And I think that's beautiful because that makes yeah. so much sense. That's a third in the positive mind, a third in the negative mind, and a third in the neutral mind. And so if you ever want to go do advertisement, if you want to go and, and, and get new clients, you talk to the third that doesn't know you because the ones yeah. that love you, they're anywhere there. And the ones that hate you, they don't want to know you. And you won't convince them to not hate you. So, and I think that's true for those big teachers. Like, I've seen so many videos, like people was that, like I, I had people excusing themselves to me. They're like, yeah, you know, I really like Sadhguru. I know he's like, Ugh. but I really like him. I'm like, why? Of course he's amazing. Like, why would you say sorry for that? But it's the same with Kundalini Yoga. Like you find a lot of online things that say Kundalini Yoga is the devil. I do it every yeah. day. So, you know, it, it depends. I think it's if something really tr is able to transform your life, then you will have some people against that that really work against it. Yeah. That do the so, work. So one of the biggest ways that you can actually tell if, some, if, some, if someone's going to be your teacher, right, or your guru or whatever, is if you're extremely fucking uncomfortable near that. Extremely. Because the energy doesn't lie. The energy, the energy doesn't lie. If they're holding this auric space and they're, in, they're, they're completely making you naked and you can't hide from it, there you go. There's your teacher. Mm. There's you your teacher. If you want that or not. Exactly. It's your decision. You, I mean, mm -hmm. you decide if you want to stay or if you want to leave. Remember back uh, when we when we were first starting doing the podcast, we always talked about how I did shit to the extreme. That's one of the things that I would do. If I was ever uncomfortable around somebody, oh, I stayed near them so long, longer than I needed to, because now there's something here. I need to figure That's it out. I need to learn. With me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, truth be told, uh, Nicole makes me extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but. Yeah, that's that was one of the biggest things. And I remember when I first started seeing said guru, it was I say like three or four years ago. I did not like that guy. Oh, like, yeah. he's just an egoic monster. He's just full of ego. Not realizing it was my ego that was talking, yeah. right? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, this guy, what? How dare you say that? Because I was still uh, like four years ago, five years ago, somewhere around there, I, I was still stuck in that. You have to be nice all the time. Yeah, of course. That's the whole. I see the that. whole West is like that. The yeah. whole Western society is like, like, how can you call people out like that? Oh my god! Yeah. It, it, it's like if you're not nice and gentle, like there's a way to be. You can be gentle while being still forceful. Well, not, I, maybe forceful isn't the right word, but um, direct can be seen as aggressive. There's, but you can still be very gentle with it. It's like, I, I care, right? It's take a look in the mirror. So I wasn't recognizing that. And I, I couldn't, st and he just kept popping up every single time, just popping back in. I'm like, I keep, I keep on trying. I said, no, I don't want to watch this. No, I don't want to read this. No, 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 no. And then finally one day I was like, fine. I read it. <laughs> fine, go ahead. And when that happened and I sat there and I watched it, I cried. Oh. Just tears flowing. Yeah. 
And then after that, uh, things really started spinning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can try and fight it, but it's going to keep knocking. I, I think it's, you don't even have to fight it. I mean, there is a, there's free will on this planet. That's the amazing thing. Like, to an extent. To an extent. To an extent. No, no, no. I've gotten it. No, 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 no. There's three free will. You choose whatever you want, but then you pay the consequences. It's very simple. And sometimes you don't know the consequences. But this is this is groundbreaking material. Okay. This free will word gets thrown around a lot, which in essence is very, very, very 100 percent true. We're the free will to choose whatever. But if somebody is trapped in a particular thought form. Of course. But it's that free thought will. form is the one choosing yes, for but them. It's free will. Anyway, it's you like I had today a client. She came in here 8 a.m. and she said, I want to sell my car. And I was like, that makes no sense. And I said, okay, well, like why? She's like, oh, I cannot afford it. And I know what she makes. I was like, oh, okay. Well, how, how do you think you cannot? And she kept on going and she's like, oh, this card is stealing my freedom. I was like, that's bullshit. And I called her out and I said, that makes no fucking sense what you're telling me. Like everything you do makes no sense. Like, okay, feel into that. Where do you feel that it doesn't make you, that, that it takes away your freedom, this car? And then we ended up like finding a situation of her childhood that, um, created this feeling and it was just locked in the car that's what dennis means with the thought form so but i mean she could she could have chosen to listen to me to her therapist or not and if you don't listen you just pay the price for the thought form that you want to keep and that's fine or there are some spiritual teachers which are quite bomb and you can listen to them you can like the, there's this option, but that's free will as well. Like, how do you want to spend your life? It's constructive versus destructive. And I said to her, she said to me, like, oh, I wanted to sell this car for so many times. And every time I want to do it, either my family says I shouldn't do it, or now you said she was really angry. And I told her, like, well, after we we cleared the resonance, I said to her, look, in my experience. When I want to do things and I, in essence, know that something's off, I ask people if I should do it or not. Because a part of me wants to get this reflection of the people saying no or yes, depending on what the answer is that I don't want to hear. (laughs) They always say that, by the way, the thing you don't want to hear. And then... And people have a very good sense of, of like when something is off, people feel that. And especially family and close friends, when they call you out on, on something, like this is then for sure it's a resonance, then something is off. Right. So, but there's free will. <laughs> there is an essence, yeah. I, I agree and disagree. Again. We can do that. You and I. We can do that. Agree to disagree. It's just I, I I I recognize it like this: if you're in your thought, you believe that you're your thoughts. If you had the free will 
to know that you're not. You have the free will to know that you're not your thoughts. But if you haven't yet tapped that truth, your free will and your destiny is determined by the thought patterns and the past experiences that you've accumulated. So you have free will, yes. But your patterns are choosing for you. So in those choices, there is no free will. But the free will is in the background that you don't realize you have. Yeah. It's quite sad. I remember I got in a conversation with somebody, uh, I don't know, like a year ago. And this was before I like came to terms with this. Uh, they were talking about astrology. And they're like, you know, I was like, well, do you really have free will if the the planets are going to choose what goes on in your life. Do you have free will? Or can you become so conscious that you actually have the free will and the planets don't have to affect you? Yes. And they're like, no. Oh, absolutely not. The planets are always going to choose for you. I was like, well, so if you're conscious, real conscious, I'm not talking about mentally alert, okay? Your intellect is great. Not mind- Good job. Not mindful. <laughs> I'm talking about conscious. How do you know that you're aware right now? How do you know that you're, are you seeing or or are you witnessing your IC? Conscious. And they argued me. And I would just sit there and listen. And I was like, you know what? There's something here that's fighting this. And I think I'm onto something. And then I, I came to it. And it was funny. I would say like six months later, there was a few great teachers who were actually talking about that exact topic and they were like blah 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 and i was like i knew it (laughs) i knew it and then i experienced it right after i was like whoa that was interesting how that all synchronized effortlessly yeah i 100 agree with you there, there is the more conscious you get, the more aware you are, the more in flow you are, the more uh, you co-create with everything that is. Um, the less impact everything has. Yeah, and it's it's really like in in a Kabbalistic astrology. I always do a, a, every week a Kabbalistic astrology podcast. And yeah, comes- energy shot, right? Yes. Yeah, great, great. Hey, if you are listening to the Blasme, you need to go check out the Energy Shot podcast. Yeah. It's amazing. And so, um, in Kabbalistic astrology, which is very, very old um, uh, teaching, it's the it's the basis of astrology of the Western astrology that is nowadays here, and that everybody says, yeah, the planets are like this when you're born, then you're done. Um, except there is one more astrology that doesn't do that, but. In Kabbalistic astrology, they say, this is just your teaching. And you you work with the planets and then you co-create with them. And then when you're out of the tikkun, when you're cleared your, your certain kind of planets, then you start to co-create with all the planets and that, that's what you do. So, and this is also my personal experience. Like I use, I work with the planets like every week. So, yeah. Let's create a cult. I would be. (laughs) No way. Do it. Not. You know, see, for me, okay, so this is, this is my, this is my opinion. Okay. And I don't, I'm not even going to say that. It's not my opinion. 
this is this is the this is my perception. You're so okay. an ex. <laughs> this is my perception. Okay. I rather have openness than having a closed community. Now that community can remain open, but then it's not a cult because it's an open community. I rather remain open and not build something away from society. I rather grow and establish flowers within society. That's for me. For some people, they want to head off to the hills or they want to build a community. They want to do this and that. That's you. For me, I rather plant roses in the city. Me too. <laughs> I so we'll we'll create a cult in a in a skyscraper. <laughs> no, I think it just it just doesn't make sense. To I'm not, joking. Do not want to live in society and do not want to live in the society that you were born. Like. And there were many people asking me, why don't you go to India, Nicole? Why don't you do that? And I always said, there's a reason why I was born in Switzerland. It's a reason. There's a reason for that. This is a society that I was born in, and there is a reason for that. There, and you were born in the United States, and there is a reason for that as well. And it's, I don't think that it's the idea to go away from society, because then you're just a triggered little shit. Right. Unless you know... You Unless do what you do, right? You get blasted out. Yes. Yeah, and then you're just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, yeah, right, like, for sure. But my personal opinion is there are, I have personally met several amazing teachers and I have experienced what it does to your life when you're in the presence of a, of a spiritual teacher, a true spiritual teacher, and you don't even have to talk to them. You just sit in their auric field. Like you, you ex experienced with Eckhart Tolle. I experienced it with Guru Jagat and with Hadjivan. And um, so when, when you experience that with Snatham Kaur, I experienced it as well. It's like amazing. Um, so when you are in the, in the presence of someone that has a higher consciousness, a higher vibration, their sound is more purified than your, your own song. Yeah. That really does something to how you sound after mm. that. Because yeah. your, your sound can adapt to this higher vibration. It can, if you heard it for the first time, a high vibration like this, like if you felt it in, in, in the presence of a person like that, um, that really changes and alters your own incarnation. And no matter what everybody says to me, I personally, to a real teacher, I would bow to their feet whenever I can because I don't have a problem with acknowledging that there are souls which are givers to me. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. that's my and I think Teal Swan, no matter what she did and how many mistakes she made with her closed or open cult, I don't care. But what I see from her, her vibration is really high. She has a huge consciousness. And yeah, but she's very human as well as we all are. And yes, I really absolutely. love that. Yeah. It's about becoming more human. I think yeah. we talked about this before. Last week. I said, yeah. I'm superhuman. I said, no, let's become more human. Yes. 
All right. This has been a beautiful podcast. Thank you so much for sitting with us this week. I hope you go and check out the Energy Shot podcast. And if you're in the mood and looking to do some yoga, definitely check out My Alley. It's subscription-based and very affordable. And you can do yoga from the comfort of your home from some of the greatest teachers in the world. Beautiful, beautiful vibrations, beautiful souls. Um, also, if you're in the mood for reading and you're a great reader, checking out the Alley.Vision magazine. It is beautiful, has a bunch of knowledgeable information that you can use, just like we say, for your day-to-day life and, you know, granting that inspiration. It's a great way to add to your daily more uh, routine. If you're already, you know, checking your phone for TikTok, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the, all that stuff, you, you, you can definitely add and join in to Ellie.Vision and making that a part. So, so you can have that inspiration. Instead of going on TikTok, you can go on uh, Alley Vision and get some inspiration and some motivation to be more creative and more, you know, uplifted. So have a beautiful week, everybody. I love you. Take care. Thank you everyone for listening and have an amazing week. And let us know your opinion on cults. I would love to read some of that. (laughs) Really, I would love to. Okay. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Lovely having you with us at Alley Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.